Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Offensive struggles doom the Caps in Philadelphia. Why it's time to be concerned, but not time to panic. And a stiff test tonight as the Toronto Maple Leafs come to Washington. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, February 28th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals are a struggling hockey team as the new week begins after falling 2-1 to the Philadelphia Flyers Saturday afternoon at Wells Fargo Center. A first period that was not good enough and no goals at 5-on-5 in a loss to the last place Flyers. Philadelphia had gone 20 games before Saturday with just one lead at the end of the first period, and they put a crooked number on the board after 20 minutes against the Capitals. The goal that came 11 seconds into the game by Claude Giroux was the fastest goal from the start of a game for the Flyers in 33 years. March 1989 was the last time it happened that fast, and former Flyers sniper Tim Kerr did it back then. There were pockets of good in the game. T.J. Oshie scored just his second power play goal of the season and his first since opening night, that coming in the middle frame. And Joe Snively, although he didn't score for the second straight game, had a couple of chances by going to the front of the net and showing perhaps he belongs at the NHL level by going where angels fear to tread. After leaving the warm-up after getting stung by a shot from one of his teammates and then allowing two first-period goals, Ilya Samsonov did make some big stops in the last two periods, But the result was all too familiar at this point. A 2-1 regulation loss. First win in four tries for the Flyers on their current eight-game homestand. And as far as the Capitals are concerned, one of the best teams on the road this season. They've now dropped two straight away from home with no points to show for it against division rivals. First period, we're lousy. I mean, there's, there's no excuse for it. Thought we got better in the second and third period, but now we're chasing the game, which is you know where we've been for the last month and a half. We're just chasing games, you know, so we needed a better start today. We needed to be better. We've not been good enough. Was, that's the that's the bottom line. We're capable of playing better. We're capable of playing better in that first period. We didn't. That has to be that has to be corrected. Head coach Peter Laviolette after the game on Saturday. There is reason for great concern around this team, but it is not time to panic. And we bring you some math this morning to back that point up. For all the struggles this team has endured since New Year's, and perhaps even back to the 1st of December, the Washington Capitals still very much control their destiny. They have 28 games remaining. The hope is that they can get back to their winning ways just like they were doing in the first two months of the season. But even if they do not, even if they are just a 500 team the rest of the way, call it 14 wins and 14 regulation losses for the sake of this exercise with no points attached to any defeats, they will still finish this season with 42 wins and 93 points. The Columbus Blue Jackets last night lost to Pittsburgh 3-2. Late goals from Malkin and Crosby did them in. No points for them, and they are now 10 points behind the Capitals with one game in hand, 29 games to go. The Jackets are the ninth-place team in the East, and the only team with realistic hope of going on a run 
that is chasing a playoff spot in order to reach 94 points. One theoretical point ahead of Washington. They've got to go 19-9-1 or winning more or less two out of every three games the rest of the way. Columbus began a five-game homestand last night against Pittsburgh, but 16 of their last 29 will be against teams that are currently holding a playoff spot. There's still a lot of work to do for Brad Larson's team, but they have put themselves in a position where they've got a chance. This is a critical week for the Capitals, with the biggest task in the short term being that they must start winning on home ice. One of the most dominant teams at home for the better part of a decade, Capital One Arena has suddenly become a haunted house. Five straight losses on home ice. Just two wins in the last ten at Capital One Arena. And both of those victories requiring comebacks and overtime against non-playoff teams. That's Winnipeg and that's Ottawa. It's been one day short of two months since the Capitals last won a home game in regulation. That was December 29th against Nashville. As this three-game homestand begins tonight, the playoff spot the Capitals currently hold will be imperiled if that trend continues. In front, a rebound here. Joe Snidely in great position on a shot that came from the outside. Save made by Hart, but Snidely right where you want him there. That's what he's been doing. I mean, he's got the knack. He knows where to be. Uh, He doesn't mind going in the dirty area, taking a hit to make a play. Working it around on the perimeter. Backstrom near side, swinging a miss for Roshi as Sandheim was tripped up. 12 seconds left. Kuznetsov's chance will not go. And a puck to the near side. Backstrom, five to go. Ovechkin with a shot blocked, and that's The Capitals have lost in Philadelphia for the second straight game inside the division. Not enough offense in a 2-1 loss. Glad to have Ken Saverin with us here on Caps this morning as the Caps welcoming the Toronto Maple Leafs to town tonight. Guess we got to talk about what happened Saturday first, though. This was not a good showing by the Caps. It was not a good start with a couple of goals against in the first period. It did get a little better. They did get a power play goal from TJ Oshie. But all in all, you're losing to the last place team in the division. And now back-to-back losses with no points coming off a week-long break. It's time to get it back going tonight against Toronto. Well, it sure is. You know, you look back at it as a, well, the positive. T.J. Oshie gets that goal. He gets him going. He gets elevated to the top six forward line. So we'll see if that where that goes. But you have to be ready to play against Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, they're a quick team. They can score goals. You give them two or three goals a spot. I mean, it's going to be tough for the Caps to come back. So they have to be ready from the drop of the puck. they got to get goaltending, key stops, and their special teams have to be very good against the Leafs. Special teams, a power play, and maybe that was the one positive coming out of the game. Oshie does get the goal, but that's now four games in the last five, and the Caps have gotten a power play goal. So you can't come back from 28th, 29th, 30th in a week or so. It takes progress and consistency. If there was one thing to take out of the game on Saturday, it was the power play again. And even going back before the break, they were getting it done. So hopefully there's more where that came from when you've got a team like Toronto in town who does very well in the power play. You're going to need to answer that yourself. Well, yeah, you have to. You have to. First of all, you have to be disciplined. You can't put them on the power play. They're, they're lethal enough five-on-five. Five. 
And for the Caps, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, against the Flyers, they get that goal, they move the puck. I think they're shooting a lot more than they used to. They used to just hand on the sideboards and wait for that perfect pass. Now they're firing the puck. They're creating some more opportunities. So I like to see that. TJ Oshie back into that bumper position. He's got that lethal shot from the one knee typically, but discipline against the Leafs. And hopefully their power play comes through because uh, if not, it's going to be a rough one. Tough to know what the lines are going to look like tonight. We saw some changes in the game on Saturday. Connor Sherry started on the number one line, and we saw Tom Wilson play there for the last two periods. We think we may see that again. We saw Joe Snively get moved down and was on the third line. I thought Snively was really good in the game against Philadelphia, and I didn't get to see some of the games that he was scoring the goals in, but I can see now why he was. just because he's going to the front of the net, and he's going where you've got to go, and maybe there are more guys in his lineup that need to do that. Go to the front of the net. We don't see that, I think, as much over the course of the last couple of months as this team has been win one, lose one, has been basically a 500 team for three months now. I'd like to see more of that, and I think Joe Snively did a really nice job of that. Well, I thought he's played well. I think he's got a nose for the net. He knows where the puck's going to be. He doesn't mind going in the dirty areas and taking a hit. He knows he's going to get whacked, but he can get that quick release. Had a couple opportunities. The goalies are very good on this league. Even the guys that are struggling, you have to get bodies in front. You have to distract them somehow, get them moving side to side. Unless you go to that dirty area, you're not going to have bodies in front. You're not going to have the defenseman taking you out, screening his own goaltender. So this team's got to get back to the the interior, not the exterior, the interior of the game, and hopefully get some more offense going, especially five on five. Here's something else, and we can leave it here. What we need to start seeing more of just in the general sense, how about winning at home? This team has struggled so much at Capital One Arena since the first of the year. Our only wins have come beyond 60 minutes, and it's tough to believe a team that has been so good for so long on home ice is having this kind of struggle. They were getting it done on the road. Now they faltered there. They must, in the beginning of a three-game homestand tonight, they've got to do better at home from the very beginning, and it's a tough task because you got Toronto tonight, you got Carolina coming on Thursday, but you've got to start to find a way to start putting together some wins on home ice. Well, you sure do. I mean, for years, as you mentioned, John, they, you know, they've been dominant at home. I mean, teams coming in here saying, oh, no, here we go again. We're going back to the Caps. Uh, they're very good. Now they're not worried about teams coming in. Then you got to get them worried again. you got to intimidate them somehow. It's not working. When you keep losing at home like that, lackluster efforts, it's not, it's not going to cut it. So I agree with you. If they want to get themselves in the point where they need to be in the stretch, going playing their best hockey into the playoffs, they have to be better at home, and they got to make teams pay when they come in. It's unacceptable for us, I think. We expect a lot better. I think our, our wins against a few teams are actually some of our worst games, to be honest. From that sense, I think there's no panic, but I think uh, we all owe it to each other to, to go on a run, and I think we know how, how tight things are and how much things can change quickly, so we feel that urgency, but I, I wouldn't call it panic. That's John Carlson after the game on Saturday afternoon. The Capitals need to get back to getting points and wins starting tonight against Toronto. And as we've highlighted already, that will not be easy. The Maple Leafs interplay tonight with a record of 34-14-4. 72 points ahead of the Capitals in the East. Here's some good news. The Leafs allowed seven goals to the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday night. The bad news is the Leafs scored 10 times in that same game. Mitch Marner had four goals and six points, and Toronto won by a football score of 10-7. to The biggest task tonight for the Capitals, they must stay out of the penalty box. The Maple Leafs power play 
led this season by assistant coach and former Hershey Bears head coach Spencer Carberry, is number one in the NHL at a gaudy 30%. After a 10 spot they put on the board on Saturday, Toronto is now fourth in the league in goals per game at 3.65. They're the number one faceoff team in the league at 56.3%. As we said on the show here at the end of last week, there is no more room for slow starts. Capitals then went out and had an awful first period Saturday, and it cost them. They must be better tonight against a Toronto team that is a legit Stanley Cup contender, and Washington's best players must be exactly that tonight in the toughest test yet on home ice in the calendar year. One housekeeping note from the end of the weekend, goaltenders Vitek Vanacek and Phoenix Copley were both assigned to AHL Hershey yesterday. Vanacek's assignment coming on a conditioning loan, the assignment of both of them could be a signal that Vanacek ready to join the NHL active roster later this morning before the game with Toronto tonight. The game yesterday against Utica in which Vanacek played gets him some game action. He'd been out due to injury since February 1st. So keep an eye on your Caps news sources after 10 a.m. this morning for a potential reassignment of Vanacek back to D.C. It's the Capitals and the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight at 7, the final game of the month of February. Network air on 106.7 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7 is at 6.45. Ben has your Caps game day exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7. That starts at 4. Among his guests today, Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com. Have yourself a great game day Monday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.